Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a 
inaugural broadcast of Working with the Spirit with Papa Lou. I'm your host, Papa Lou. To those of you who have not yet heard the sound of my voice, because we have some new listeners out there. We are, this is our flagship broadcast. We are now broadcasting live. We're actually simulcasting, um, aside from just BTR, our wonderful blog talk radio we're also in several cities on both AM and FM bands. So thank you and welcome to the new listeners out there. Welcome to the old listeners. See, we've got a few of you on the line, hands up, ready, and waiting. Because what do we have for you today? We have uh, the beginning of a series. The beginning of a series on the roots of Conjure. Because many of you tune in and you like to um, learn about the work and you like to learn about spells and different formularies, but here at Working with the Spirit, we think it is also important that you learn about the culture. But before we get into that, I would like to introduce, to those of you who don't know, most of you do, my two co-hosts here, we have the wonderful Dr. Lazarus Corbeau and Lady Amora. Won't y'all say hi, introduce yourselves to the new folks. Ah. <laughs> That's my introduction. Yeah, Doc is a man of... Uh, few words. He walks softly, but he carries a big stick. All right. <laughs> Amora. And, and Hi, Giggles how you there. doing? There we go. <laughs> Giggles is Amora. For those of you familiar with the show, that intro was a blast to the past, because <laughs> I have no idea what happened with our, um, with our initial intro. I have no idea. Blog Talk deleted it. I don't know. Maybe we violated something. Who knows? Who knows? Uh oh. <laughs> but we're gonna be all right. So, as the beginning of this series on the roots of conjure, where we were telling you, we will talk to you about the different cultures and traditions that kind of mesh together to bring to you what conjure is today. And we are gonna start with Ifa. Okay. And to talk to us about Ifa, we have two very special friends of mine. I'm going to introduce them in a second. But before we get with that, we have a little housekeeping that we need to do. Um, Doc, Amora, did we ever decide that we wanted to do all the legal stuff in the beginning or at the end? Do it first. I agree. I know. Okay, for those of you who've um, been following us a long time, you know that we are now part of, or we're supported by, several AM and FM radio stations, and because of that, the feds say we got to tell you some stuff before we get started, all right, because Big Brother is always watching. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it's Big Brother. Anyway, freedom of speech. So here we go. The content of Working with the Spirit, owned and operated by the host and co-host, is intended for general information purposes only. It is not designed to provide listeners with specific and personal medical, financial, legal counseling, professional service, or any advice. The programs are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Individuals with health problems should always consult their health care provider for professional medical advice. And the views expressed by the show hosts or their guests are their own and should not be construed in any way as advice from our radio sponsors. All right, and there we go. That is uh, us getting all the legal stuff out of the way. Anyway, y'all got anything um, new going on this week? Not a thing. Yeah. Doc, I I know what you've got going on. I know yeah. what you've got going on, but that's we can't. Um, disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the disclaimer. 
And um, those of you who are listening from abroad, I do want you to understand that we have a second broadcast. It airs 10 o'clock p.m. on Monday night, Eastern Standard Time. It's called Cussing Monday. And Cussing Monday includes some stuff that we are not allowed to say on air over the radio. So if you would like to tune in to that show, please follow us here on Blog Talk Radio, which is at www.blogtalkradio.com. Follow us, like us, and um, listen to our archives, because I'm sure you guys are going to like what you hear on Cussing Monday. Y'all, why is, why is Cussing Monday so popular? Because we cuss. Foul <laughs> <Wow>, core boys. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So, what I'm going to do is, we're going to go ahead and we are going to get this show started. Okay? Because... Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I this show was met with a lot of anticipation. Um, I think our Facebook share numbers were the highest of any post um, before any show we've done to date. I think the idea of learning about Ifa from experience, from experienced Babalawo and priestess, um, really piqued a lot of people's interest. Okay, so I'm really, really excited about this. And these two are very, very close to me. Um, I've had readings from them, interacted with them. Always a positive experience, always professional. Um, they run com. who is a sponsor for tonight's show. And, you know, I can't say enough good things about them. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and bring them on. And um, the reason I'm going to do it this way, because I know there's a few people out there that are saying, well, who are they? You keep saying they and them. And the reason I've done this is because I'm always referring to them, you know, and you know, as Baba and Ia. I mean, because they're they're just that awesome. But I would like for them to pronounce their full Yorba names for you so that you would actually hear it and then we could get started. But I will ask this. I know those of you that are familiar with the show know that we do readings. Please hold off on your readings until reading requests until the second half of the show. It's a two-hour broadcast. We'll give you a break, and then um, you call in for your readings on the second half. If you have questions, feel free to utilize the text line. That's right. You can text your questions in to us at area code 770-648-4171. Again, area code 770-648-4171. Text your questions in to us or our guests, and we will get to them um, over air. So without further ado, um, Bob, are you on? Uh, yes, I'm on. Alafia. Alafia. Alafia, how are you? I'm well. How you doing? Bye-bye. <laughs> I am I'm absolutely awesome. just want to say thank you, um, you and Ia, for coming on. But before we get yes, started. Alafia. Alafia, yeah, you're on also. Great, great. Yes, Alafia, how are you doing? We are so excited to be on this show. <laughs> we are excited to have you. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you were listening, but we had a ton, a ton of shares. We've got people already waiting to ask um, questions from you guys. And you haven't even gotten started talking yet. And people already are, are rearing to go. 
But could you guys um, just share your Yoruba names with folks? Because I know I spoke to you ahead of time, and still I was getting I was getting a little tongue tied. I'll be honest. So I'm um, I'm gonna go ahead and pronounce my full name for everyone. <clears throat> my full name is Awo Ifate Gunche Abayomi Osadele. All right. Yeah, Lafia. Yeah, Lafia. Um, my full name is And um, again, it's such a pleasure being on this show tonight. We are we are pleased to have you too. Um, you know, I couldn't can't say enough great things about you guys. I think I've talked to my co-hosts, um, both of them, about my experiences um, with you guys, and I think a lot of people that are listening because they do, they call in and they, you know, talk to us about conjure remedies. So they may be put back a little bit, you know, hearing that I go to someone else. And I tell them, look, everyone needs someone else to lean on. And, you know, no matter how good you are conjure-wise, you know, the best surgeon in the world can't operate on themselves. You know, you've got to go to someone else. So I'd like to share a story before we get started. There was um, a time I myself needed a little bit of guidance. And I was led to Baba here. No, well, you know what? Let me back up. I think I was doing um, a few a few readings, and through the course of the readings, I met Ia first, and through her, I was reintroduced to Baba, and it was kind of it was kind of interesting because Baba Yomi had initially given me my elekes, and we'll talk about what elekes are later on in the um, in the program. So it was kind of a meeting, re-meeting situation. And I had an awesome reading. I had an awesome reading. It was great. Very informative, very detailed, very professional. One of the best readings I've had. And during the course of that reading, it was, you know, it was uh, found out that I need to make an offering to the mothers. And I know some more hands are going up. Well, who are the mothers? We'll talk about that later. And so, you know, you guys helped me with that. You prepared the offering for me told me what to do with it, and almost, I mean, you could feel, I could feel a change, almost a shift in my look. And after that offering was birthed, you know, the numbers in this show went up. Um, my own personal finances went up. Just different social interactions became a lot cleaner, a lot better. I mean, I'm still riding the wave, and I tell everyone that that was the turning point for this show. You know, that was the turning point. That's when our numbers started to skyrocket to the to the, you know, hard rocking conjure juggernaut that we are becoming. Much much to our competitors' dismay. <laughs> so, you know, I would just want to on air thank you guys for that experience. It was awesome. And I really, really appreciated it. Oh myself. But without further ado, um, Ifa, if y'all could give us just a, you know, it doesn't have to be brief, but we do have people that are waiting and want to know what exactly is Ifa, and later on we'll tie it into Conjure, you know. But what is what is Ifa? Uh, Ifa Ifa is a uh, system of uh, divination. It's one of the most highest forms of divination amongst the Yoruba people of 
West Africa, Nigeria. And Ifai, the system of Ifai is over some 8,000 years old or, or more. Uh, Ifai is basically a, um, it's a system of Ifai um, for the Yorubas. Uh, Ifai is the center core of the ideas from the beginning of time. So if I, if I, you know, from ancient times, um, all of those stories of uh, people going to Ifa for divination, um, all of those stories of people's uh, challenges and overcoming those challenges, those uh, stories and the wisdom behind those stories are passed down from generation to generation. And so Ifa is like a computer. We, we, you know, in, in, in our circle, we call EFI a computer, and mm-hmm. a computer that holds all this data, all this information from way back. And EFI works as, for us in, 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 in this present time, you know, we always look back into the ancient wisdom and, the, you know, the ancient knowledge to clear up our situations, our tests and challenges and you know, our victories, we go to E5 to help us to uh, to enlighten us on how to overcome such situations and how to gain victory in the world. Uh, E5 um, is, uh, is a nature-worshipping tradition of spirituality. Uh, E5, the principles of E5 and the spirituality of the Yorubas uh, is sacrifice. And uh, sacrifice of Yoruba is called Ebra. And Ebra involves working with materials, herbs, um, certain animals, fruits, uh, monies, wood, and uh, the four elements, etc. All of which man and woman or mankind use to survive and live on earth. those are the materials we use to make offerings and sacrifices to appease um, the higher forces. At bar is how we appease the forces of nature. It is how we show gratitude to the ancestors and the Orishas, which are the forces of nature. At bar keeps us in alignment and in harmony with our destiny. So they say um, at bar is the child of Ifa. Um, or Ebba is the child of Arumila. Uh Ifa is a uh, system that um, is not is not just a it's a culture. Ifa is a culture, and and we know from culture comes you know spirituality uh, and all of these other things that fall up under culture. So we don't just look at Ifa as a religious based uh, system. Um, Ifa is a culture and uh, is a way of life. And so we live this every day when we wake up, you know, we practice Ifa. Uh, Ifa is about um, knowing, we go to Ifa to unlock uh, the mysteries of our destiny. Because in Ifa, Ifa says that before one come to the earth, your destiny, uh, you choose your destiny in heaven. And it's Orumila who is the uh, prophet 
or the deity, uh, or will allow witness which you um, you asked for at the foot of Olodumare, who was God amongst the Yoruba people. Right. Women are witness you saying, well, I want to go to the earth and I want to be a conjurer. I want to be a healer. And so coming through that birth canal, Ifah says that you forget what you asked for. And in tradition, in uh, Ifah tradition, when a child is born, the parents take that child to a babalawo, uh, who is a father of mysteries. And again, what he, what that child asks for in heaven is revealed again on earth from that divination. And that's called a birth reading. Uh, in Yoruba, it's called Ese Tanye, or Ikoshe um, Daye, which is the child's first steps into the world. Mm-hmm. So that divination is a very important divination because the child's destiny is revealed again on earth. And so the parents know how to better raise that child from that divination. The parents know how to guide that child. And so this is a cultural system that happens when every child is born um, amongst the Yoruba people. Esetanya is a very important step. It's actually the child's first um, cycle of life. It's that child's first cycle of life. So their destiny is revealed. Again, and you know how to better raise your child. You know, some children come into the world, he finally knows that some children come into the world to reclaim their tools. And when we say reclaim their tools and their past life, because Yoruba culture and tradition, spirituality, um, we, practice, we, we, be, we believe in reincarnation. So in the past life, that child may have been a herbalist or a doctor, and so the reading may come out and say, well, this child came back to reclaim his tools. And so the parents um, know what that tool is, and so they'll go and buy the child, let's say, um, some uh, operating tools. And those operating tools will be used as, uh, will be rituals done to the operating tools. So when that, when that child um, gets to the age, the parents know, okay, you're going to go to school um, to be a doctor. To be a and, doctor. And you'll see that child move quickly and learn quickly because everything that that child did in his past life, that, 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 that child will start remembering it. And so things will come easy for that child. So Ifa is about destiny. Ifa is the roadmap to who you are. And so that is a brief... Uh, just a little brief information on Ifa, and that you know what, and that was and that was great. Um, just to go back and touch on a few things, you know, one thing I can personally say that I witnessed firsthand is that this is a culture. It is what people live and breathe daily. So many practices, um, you find a lot of people will put them on and take them off like a coat. You know, a, a coat you pretty much just put on when you need it and you take it off and hang it up when you don't need it anymore. But just interacting with you and other members of the Elay, you know, I see that it is a way of life, even down to the dress. Now, I was yeah. talking um, briefly about the Alekis, that I actually got my Alekis from you. 
you know, so imagine my surprise, you know, when you came down the steps. And I was like, oh, I know you. Sure. You know, <laughs> um, and to people that are unfamiliar, they may have actually seen elekes and not have known what they are. They're the multicolored, you know, beads that um, people wear. So could you um, explain what the elekes are and what they stand for? Yeah, well, the elekes are um, representation of the Orisha. They are the sacred beads because um, Yoruba people, like, we we believe in, you know, a lot of the, the um, certain materials uh, from the earth and certain materials from, from the oceans or the seas are, are, are wealth. And so beads, beads are a form of wealth to uh, the Yoruba people. And so beads are, 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 are wealth. When you, when you wear a certain amount of beads around your neck, that, that lets you know that you have some form of wealth. Um, right. The beads are highly regarded and high respect to the gods the divinities to the Orisha and to the ancestors. So each Orisha has a a color that they're attracted to. And so for instance, um the beads of Eshuelagbara is red and black. Mm-hmm. That energy, that force of nature is drawn to that color. And so the Aleke are sacred beads basically of the Orisha. And so the Alegba beads, which are uh, red and black, uh, would represent all the characteristics of a shoe. And so some of those characteristics of a shoe, a shoe in nature um, deals with, um, um, gives us harmony and keeps us in tune and in constant communication with nature. It is a shoe who is the Orisha of communication that gives us that ability, all the abilities that we have through prayer, through ritual, uh, through making offerings and sacrifice to appeasing any deity or any god, that's the energy of Eshu. That's why they say Eshu is always the first Orisha that you go to and you offer something to before you go to any Orisha. You go to Eshu first because Eshu makes it possible for you to even open your mouth and do a prayer. So Eshu right. is the uh, Orisha for communication. Its colors is red and black. And Eshu also represents um, Eshu. You know, a lot of people say that Eshu is a trickster, but Eshu is really not a, a trickster. Eshu gives you choices. You know. Eshu is like, Eshu is at the crossroads of life. Mm-hmm. Eshu is at the crossroads of life watching you. And when you get to a crossroad in your life and you're trying to find which road to follow, Eshu gives you that choice to say, well, you can go down this road, you can go this road, you can go uh, to the right, or you can go to the left. Which one are you going to choose? So Eshu is not tricking you. He's just giving you the choice to see what road you're going to go, go down. And that's a test for your ori. Your ori is your head. And the Yorubas, 
to the other box, the Ori is the most highest Orisha. So every Orisha has a connection with the Ori. And and Shu's connection with the Ori is giving you that choice in your mind of saying, which way am I going to go? I have to make a decision. And so Eshu gives you choice. Um, there are many roles of Eshu. There are some 256 roles of Eshu, different aspects of Eshu. Um, Eshu, also in nature, uh, deals with uh, the ability to learn many forms of languages. When you have a person that can speak um, multiple forms of languages, you know, they're able to communicate uh, with people of different cultures and different traditions. They're able to create a social circle with people of different cultures. You're able to communicate with them. You understand them. So that's that's the power of that shoe. Um, and so that's one Eleke that we will wear so that a shoe can always be close to us. See, receiving your Eleke it's not just about protection. Right. You know, it's for protection, but more than that, you're representing all the Orishas and you're making a commitment. You're dedicating yourself. You're, you are becoming a devotee of Orisha. Mm-hmm. You are saying, I'm receiving the Galeke, now I am a devotee. Yeah, and it, it also, um, you know, just to piggyback off that, um, it does make a, a strong um, connect. You, you know, you have a strong connection with Orisha. You're, you're basically devoting your time to learn more about um, your personal connection with the Orishas. You know, and so it's very, it's a very important step that one. Um, does take and, and should should take. Right, and, and, and take it seriously. I do I do wanna um just back up and say one thing because I think you know we were we we're touching on SU and SU is so very important. Now I think now would you would you say that sometimes people mistakenly classify SU as being such a trickster because when he provides the choices um, people can sometimes have a have a great difficulty deciding which one. So sometimes they can feel like they've been tricked because there there, there are so many choices. And if that's the case, um, um, would it always be best to go with the divination at that point? Because I have noticed in in some other traditions. You know the whole divination um, process is kind of on and off. Sometimes people, you know, will take divination as just entertainment, you know, and not actually take the advice seriously. But one thing I found in the Yoruba culture is that, you know, divination is serious business, and I've seen, you know, serious decisions being made based off of off of divination. So, so you know, I guess. Backing off of SU, would you say that divination is taken, you know, extremely, extremely serious in the in the Yoruba culture, and um, would you would you think that maybe some of the other traditions would do well to take it more seriously? 
Well, I think um, any um, – I think, well, for the Yoruba people, you know, divination is a – because, like I said, Ifa is a, is a culture. So Ifa is part of the Yoruba culture. And matter of fact, um, Ifa to the Yorubas is like um, you might forget something, and so you might have to go to Ifa, or you might have to open your book to your reading to remind yourself to remind yourself or refresh your memory of what Ifa, you know, has prescribed for you, or Ifa might might have given you a taboo, you know. So Ifa reminds us of um, you know certain things that we have to do. Um, so to the Yorubas, they 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 take. Um, divination um, very, they don't take it lightly. You right. know, it's a serious thing because mm-hmm. at every major road in your life from birth to 84 or how or however long, you, you know, you're on this earth to the Yorubas, divination plays a very important part every major event in your life. And, um, yeah, um, if I, um, you know, with divination, you know, we're talking about divination, um, it's actually, when you receive um, a reading, an Ifa divination reading, it's your destiny. You know, you're receiving the wisdom of Ifa, um, which is, um, and the medium is the Babalao or the Yanifa. And so once them you're you're basically the the client or um the person that's involved is making a connection to the Babalao or to Ifa and then their destiny is translated, you know, through right. the tools that are used, um, which we can, you know, briefly talk about later on. Um, but again, once you receive an Ifa divination, it's um, a very important step in your life. Most people approach Ifa or the wisdom of Ifa, you know, um, when they're going through a particular situation in their life. And so Ifa, we say Ifa is um, the energy that would solve your problem, you know, to help the individual walk and be in alignment, in a positive alignment with their true higher self, their their highest potential and their destiny. And this is something that people in this same time especially, you know, um, need. You know, we need direction. And so this is why it's important to seek a higher reading, such as Ifa. Got you. Most definitely. Um, I've got a question that came in off the text line. I've actually got two questions. One of them um, I can answer, and I'll go ahead and answer that because we had a listener that just texted in and wanted to know, <laughs> wanted to know if, and it's kind of it's kind of a lighthearted question. Um, yeah, if you would. Um, I'll go ahead and let them know that yes, you are a sister. I think they're, um, that your accent threw them off. 
And we had a oh, we had a I, listener. Yeah, I'm originally from London, so I hope um, <laughs> I didn't throw you off too much. <laughs> that, that that did I come know, in. The um, is beautiful. <laughs> I like thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So so yes, listeners. Um, Ia is definitely a sister. She just has an accent. And the second question. <laughs> they all sound the same in London. Worldwide. is worldwide. It's, it's global. Yes. It is global. Okay. It is global. Yes. And the second question, um, speaking about SU, we have a listener that wants to know if SU is the same as Papa Legba in Haitian voodoo. Uh, yes. Uh, it's, it's the same, um, same as Papa, Papa Legba, you know, and, and the traditional name, you know, cause you know, we, so often we hear Elegba, but that's just a, mm-hmm. just a, a, a breakdown, but the, the full name is Elegbara. 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 Yeah, it's Elegbara. But, um, to answer that question, yes, it's it's the same energy, it's the same force. Awesome, and, you know, and that's the and that's the thing. Um, I think uh, some people would would be would really be served to go into um, the history of the ancestors when they made it through. Well, before the Middle Passage and where the ancestors came from, because when you look at the geographical location of Yoruba land. And say Benin, they're very close. Uh huh. They're, they're 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 very close. And even though the the two practices were separate, you know they they still came from a very very close um, geographic area on the west on the western coast of Africa. Uh-huh. And you know it it it's like you said, um, we're talking about the same energy, and. Now, would you say a lot of the Orisha would evenly translate into, like, say, the Haitian Loa? I say, for instance, Yemoja and uh, La Serene, who is who is the Loa of the ocean. Yeah, they're all connected. In some way, they, you know, just. It's just the different, um, yeah, it's the same, like I, like I said, it's the same, same energy but different language and um, just, just the different name, but it's all the same, same energy. Yeah, I mean, like in Egyptology, um, right. Yamanja would be referred to as uh, Aset. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, okay, um, wow. Yeah, and um, who else? Um, uh, Christianity, Mary. We got to understand, you know, and, and the, the beautiful thing is, is, is uh, know, knowing history behind all of this. You know, mm-hmm. as, as priests, as priest, we are custodians. We are custodians of um, the traditions. Like for Babalawos, Babalawos are the custodian of Ifa culture. For a Gungun or ancestral priest, we are the custodians of. Uh, the ancestor tradition. And so what comes to that, you know, during the training, you have to know history, you know, 
So when we when we talk about these different guys and how they relate and, and the names are just different but the same energy, you know, we got to understand that it all derives from Egypt first mm-hmm. because the Yorubas are originally from Upper Egypt and Kush, mm. you know, and it was through Oduduwa, who was the great ancestors of the Yorubas. They said, they said Oduduwa came from Upper Egypt and Kush. And when Oduduwa, because they were they were at war with the uh, the Muslims, mm-hmm. you know, and they were persecuted because of uh, Oduduwa's father, Lamarudu, um, they were persecuted because they were still worshiping more than one God. And the Muslims said, no, you can only worship one God, it's Allah. But on the low, they were still idol worshiping. And so Lamarudu went to war with um, with the Muslims, and he lost. He got captured. They said they, they uh, beheaded him. And uh, before that, Lamarudu told his uh, his, uh, his son, Duduwa, you know, to leave, take some of the people and leave. And so Duduwa didn't know where he was going, so they just left. So they fled because of religious persecution. And so they said, uh, Oduduwa traveled from 90 days until he came to this place, um, which is now called uh, Ileife. And the people there at that time, they, were, they, were, they weren't called uh, Yorubas at that time. They were called the Igbo people. And mm-hmm. there among the Igbo people, they say uh, Oduduwa, I met um, Orumila. And so when Oduduwa arrived, Oduduwa um, came with a wealth of knowledge. And when he started teaching the people certain things, they made Oduduwa, they made him king. And so this is how the whole Yoruba nation uh, began and how Ineife uh, came about and, you know, Oranian um, and Shango and, you know, on and on, that whole history came about. Mm-hmm. And the, all the kings, because some of the kings of most of Yoruba were deified as Orisha. You know, they were heroes. African people deified their heroes. Right. You know, Baba, okay. I, I love I loved the history. Uh, the history is fascinating. Yeah. I just want to pause for a second because we're we're getting um, some questions in. I don't want to get too far ahead before we answer these questions. And I think Amora, you've got a question um, for Babania. Yes, I don't want to tr- uh, backtrack too far backwards, but I know how you mentioned where you were talking about Ifa beforehand, um, as far as like for for the child, the children having reading. Uh, I think you said there it's part of the the first life cycle that you were talking about. Now, if the child hasn't been brought up in Ifa and they're a little bit older, is it still possible for them to have that uh, that life path, that life reading um, at an older age, like not that old, but slightly older, to get them on the path where they need to be raised and given the tools and whatnot to get them on the correct path they need to be on? Just kind of curious. Cool, cool. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Because, you know, look at it this way. You know, you got a, you got a lot of people in the world don't even know who they are. 
mm-hmm. you know, they True. just walk on the earth and, you know, they don't know in which direction they're supposed to go. See, you know, we grow up, we go to college, we, we get a career, and, you know, some people still don't feel comfortable. They, you know, they're they making, making billions. They're making six figures, but they still not comfortable. Yeah, Something is left out, you know, yeah. and, you know, and you hear it a lot. You hear people, you know, say, wow, you know, I make a lot of money, but I'm not, I don't have a happy, I'm not happy with my life. Oh, I don't have a happy relationship. No, I don't have a happy relationship or whatever. They just, there's something missing. Because really they don't know their destined path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, my, you know, personally, my destined path was in fact. You know, I've I got a lot of skills under my, under my belt. I mean, I can do things from construction to, you know, to uh, I'm a musician. I can do a lot of those things. But I'm because I'm following my destiny, I'm happy. I love doing what I do. I love yeah. doing these facts. You know, Wonderful. And, and this is what I'm saying. You know, this is what I'm saying. For young people, you know, if they're still young, I recommend Still get that divination because you want to see what your child's path is so you can say, okay, this is what we're going to invest in to you. Yeah, the parent has more of an in-depth, you know, you have more insight and so you're able to, you know, steer the child in, again, what you were saying, in the proper direction, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, um, you know, know the do's and the don'ts you know, what to avoid, what, you know, all of those things within the divination reading. So you want to just have a child just roaming around or roaming the street. Yeah, I mean, You know, exactly. to avoid trouble, you know, like this thing with Michael Brown. And, and the Ferguson. Tra- Trayvon yeah. Martin. Ooh, you know, like, they, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have a guideline mm-hmm. for your child. So the younger guys believe in that guideline comes through that birth reading. Yeah. So you can I better... Agree. Guide that child. So the child is just not Roman. And then, too, you know, a very important aspect is um, what we call a child being called an uh, abiku. Mm. 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 And an abiku, an abiku child, um, basically, an abiku child is a child that comes into the world, they look around in the world, you know, to see if they like the world first, and, uh, if they don't like the world, they check out. And sometimes oh, wow. they check out in the trash. Yeah, yeah like like most, what some hospitals call it, they they don't know what to call it. They, they regard it as sin. Right, right. Yeah, that's one way. Another way is like, you know, it may, you know a tragic accident may happen or, right. you know. And that, and that child checks out. But if I has a remedy for Abiku child children, mm-hmm. like the Abiku child, they, they really they come into the world to um, they check them out the world for their other comrades on the other side. So their comrade sends them, okay, how do you like the world? Mm-hmm. And so when the child comes in, the child may make a certain type of scream or cry or whatever, and they say that that's that child communicating with their comrades back in the spirit realm, saying. No, this case is not safe. I'm on my way back. You know. Oh wow. And like I said, sometimes that child checks out 
in a, in a tragic way. So you see, this you is know? why it's important to follow or not, well walk um, or know or learn a culture, be involved in a cultural system, so that you know traditionally you would have you would know to have a birth reading, mm-hmm. you know, for the child, which okay. would save many save many children, mm-hmm. and so that they're not being you know misguided. Right, and 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 uh, Abhikucha, that whole energy can be remedied, and the remedy is through Ifa. You go to Ifa to find out. Okay, Ifa will tell you if this child is Abhikucha. Mm-hmm. It, it's certain signs in Ifa that would say, "Oh, you have an Abhikucha out here," mm-hmm. and the solution to having that child to survive here on Earth. It's either they have to do a high ritual to Ifa, in which uh, we call it Kofa. And Kofa is receiving your hand of Ifa, which is your roadmap. And so the child, Ifa has the ability to um, change one's destiny. So if a child comes into the world as an Abiku, Ifa has the ability of changing that. Mm-hmm. So rituals are done for the child, and there's names given to the child. A special IB culture that that basically says we want this child to stay here on Earth. You know. Oh wow! And so that that's that's the whole remedy. So if I, you know, if I gives us the ability to shift Change, energy, shift energy, and yeah, solution to your problem. And, okay. and that's what a priest does. You know, from a conjure, you know. Yeah, to a, a, a Babalawo, to whatever priest, you're given the ability to shift energy, to change it from ill to something good. Positive, yeah. Or positive. That is that is that is wonderful. That is wonderful. Um, but before we I think keep that needs to be said. That was wonderful. That exactly, that definitely needed to be said because a lot of people will um, approach situations, and they will approach them from from a a a place of weakness, from a place of despair and hopelessness, and you know I feel like you know Ifa can do away with that. Ifa will give them the tools to actually approach it from a place of strength, because you know what you just let us know. That through engaging um, Ifa and through embracing Ifa, that destiny can be changed. Because sometimes people, and I have a client right now, and I hope she's listening, who is constantly <laughs> feeling. I do hope she's listening. Who is constantly <laughs> negative? You know, no matter what, it's always the sky is falling. Oh, woe is me, and oh, my oh, life yeah. is. And you know it's 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 a constant struggle to overdo that mindset because I let them know no matter how strong someone's conjure may be, if you're constantly fighting against your worker, I'm wanting the best for you, but you're claiming the worst for yourself. You know you're you're not going to get any movement because we're we're struggling with each other. So I mean I, mm-hmm. I do hope that that you know. Destiny can change. Things can change for you. And I do I do want to yeah. put this out yeah. there. Yeah. If anybody wants a reading from Bob or Ia, you can go to their website, 
at www.ifaglobalsite.com. That's I-F-A-G-L-O-B-A-L-S-I-T-E. And I've been to it. It's a great site. Um, You sign in, and you're able to um, book readings, consultations, and, you know, through that, they will let you know what needs to be done so that you can um, affect your own destiny. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And I'll give that out several times. Um, people who are listening via Internet, you can look at the show notes. And we have a nice write-up um, about Baba and Ia, who they are, where they've trained, and what exactly um, IFA Global site is. So I just wanted to throw that out there, Baba. Sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead. <laughs> No, 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 you did that, Baba. But what I wanted to um what I wanted to say, you know, um about the sister you're talking about or the clients you're talking about, is that um, you know, the client gotta understand, you know, whatever form of uh a divination you go to, whether it's in fire, whether it's you know, through conjure, you know, <clears throat> when you when you sit in that sacred space you're you're not just making a connection with the priest, you're making a connection with the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know. And and you're making a connection through the the priest because the priest is the medium. Like the priest speaks on behalf of the God or or the ancestors. So right then and there to even for a client to even come to a priest uh, whether they're, uh, uh, like I said, a babalawo or uh, a conjurer, you know, that is a sacred space that you're in. That's a sacred space that you're in. And so you got to understand that once that message is delivered, once that message is delivered, you're not just hearing it from the physical person. You're hearing it from the spirit. So the client got to understand that, you know, for for that that priest is taking their time out. They're using their mind, body, and spirit for the for that energy to come through and deliver the message to you. So the message that is given to the client, you know, they have to take that with respect. But at the end of the day, the client the client um, has a choice. You have a choice. You can either take the advice or you can ignore the advice. And sometimes it's not, you know, certain things that are disclosed, it may not be what one would really want to hear. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's true. That's, I think that's where the, the, uh, the conflict comes at times, you know, you know, when we're confronted in a divination um, session and, you know, when that truth hit, you know, which is, you know, wisdom, again, it's like you're faced with a choice and um, a very important choice which will basically shift your your whole life. You know, you may have to, you're going to have to make sacrifice. That's what this is. Yeah. You know, um, and that's what Eba is. Again, Eba is sacrifice. So Eba isn't just using materials. Eba is actually you, the action, making that choice, that decision to upgrade your life. We have a Ifa deals with you upgrading your life. 
to mm. reach your highest potential. And that's what we as priests all around the world have been, you know, sent here to do, as well as deal with our own issues, you know. But it's, it's, so, it's really important when you're walking this road, you know, to um, be directed right. And for, for me personally, Ifa is, uh, does that, you know, um, gives you the wisdom to make the right positive choices. And, you know, I, I definitely commend all priests and healers all around the world um, because it is a very um, strenuous, uh, it, it can be a very challenging position to be in, you know, because not only do you have to, you're consulting with, you know, all different types of energies and people, and then it's like, you know, we're dealing with our own personal lives, and then you've got to clean off constantly, and and so, you know, it involves a lot of um, patience and training and um just, um, I would say care, you know. What we're in is a labor of love and it's care. It's, you know, we, we care for people. You know, we want to make a change in people's lives, you know, and as well as our own. Most definitely. <laughs> you know, and so, so we, you know, we don't, when, in our divination sessions, and I'm sure like in yours, you know, we're going to give you the truth, you know, and... It may be hard at first, you know, to swallow. It usually is. It, it's very overwhelming at times, but, you know, as they say, you know, um, the saying is the truth shall set you or make you free. This is, yep, that's it. And you're right. Sometimes you know? it, is, it is a bitter pill to swallow, but, and it's unfortunate because I think some readers, because of, because of the, um, the backlash that they've experienced when trying to help the client by telling them the truth. Some readers have fallen back to only telling people what they want to hear. And you hear the horror stories all the time about the reader who has the script. And I call the script being a reader who always tells clients, oh, yes, you're about to meet the love of your life. Oh, yes, you're about to come into a lot of money. Oh, yes, um... You know your 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 crippled family member is about to jump out that bed and dance. You know they always tell the people what they want to hear, and you know it may be profitable in the short run, but in the long run that client isn't growing. They're not progressing. They're not elevating, and it'll also hurt your reputation when these things don't come to pass. And I'd like for us to talk about that. Um, later on in the second half but what we're going to do right now we are going to take a short music break we're going to listen to the roots and when we come back i'd like for us to talk about the orisha and how each person has a specific orisha and maybe how that may translate into their personality traits and also i want us to discuss the elephant in the room that's been hovering around the atrs as of late and that is the over-commercialization of all of um, the African traditional religions and practices, Ifa, Voodoo, Conjure. You know, I also like to call this um, the section on Ifa and over-commercialization, um, the hard that's going on down in Florida. But um, before we get into that, um, let's <laughs> Bob, I knew that was going to get you laughing when I said the horror down in Florida. 
But uh, <laughs> before we get into that, let's take a short break and listen to The Roots. Y'all, we'll be right back.
All right, and that was The Roots featuring Erica Badu with You Got Me. That's an oldie but a goodie. That was always one of my favorite songs right there. But um, continuing with the Orisha, and I know we, we discussed them um, briefly, but I, you know, I would like to touch on the, the whole belief about how each person has, you know, that one Orisha, or maybe, you know, like a mother and a father, the ones who hold their head, um, and, you know, how exactly that works, and how, like, who decides which Orisha that you have on your head? That well, <clears throat> your your Orisha guide is like um, like your guardian, like your you, know, you could say like your guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and that's decided by uh, Ifa. Like when you get a when a child gets a birth reading, um, in a birth reading. It will detect which Orisha is um, present or which Orisha is vouching for that child. Mm-hmm. Or even in the general reading you may get, you know, it, it will tell what Orisha or what force of nature is vouching for you at that time, you know. And so that will be that Orisha or that force of nature that will carry you um, throughout your throughout your life. You know, in, in Yoruba tradition, you know, if you go to I know it's a, it's some of the some of the uh traditional Yoruba families they still practice it. But when a when a child is born and his um in, in Yoruba land they believe in Every family has an Orisha that governs that family. Oh, okay. So when a child is born, when a child is born, um, that child is automatically connected with the family Orisha. And so as part of the ritual, that child is taken to the shrine or the temple of that deity that's on a compound, and prayers and offerings are made to that Orisha protect and to help guide the child throughout his destiny. So that's that's one custom um that is practiced. Um so that child will have to put have the protection of the family Orisha, but then that child may also have his own personal Orisha that will help to guide him as well. You know. And so <clears throat> For instance, the child may be a uh, a child of Abakala, but the family Orisha may be Shango. Okay? Mm-hmm. Personal Orisha may be Abakala. So Abakala is going to guide him in a certain way in his life. And then he has the backing of the family Orisha, who will also bring a certain balance and a certain energy that's going to help to uh, catapult that 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 child um, to reach its highest potential. See, the Orisha are like it works like this, and you can look at it like this. Um, the ancestors is like the bone of the vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Then one's destiny is the vehicle itself. 
But then the fuel to get that vehicle moving is the Orisha. The Orisha are like the fuel. So you you know, you may have a an Orisha that is your personal Orisha. But then you may have all these other Orishas that play a, a, a specific um, part in your life. So you may have your one head Orisha, which may be a Batala. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the top Orisha for you. But then around you may have other Orishas that's gonna uh, uh, interfere when you get to a certain point in your in your life. You know, and a, a person's orisha can change. Yeah. You know, oh, it really? can change. Point of initiation. You know, up to the point, um, like the Apetebi said, up to the point of, you know, you being initiated into the priesthood. You know, so the orisha are like your guardians. They're, they're the force of nature that vouches for you. Wow, now that's. Now, would you say um, that people can take on personality characteristics depending on their their own personal orisha? I say, for instance, um, a, a child of Ogun. Now, I, I heard uh, that, mm, <laughs> you know. Well, you said they can take on, you know. I'm, I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to hear your question a little clear. Can you can you repeat it again? Kind of yeah, like that. Okay. They have a demeanor, the same demeanor as, like, say, a shungo, or uh, say, um, you know, what? Just like if it's like a child has the same demeanor as a shungo child, like they have that same demeanor, that determination, that you know, that that energy. Would would they kind of mimic? kind of be the similar right. the, right. the person that owns the hood. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's all part of uh your Orisha being being a choice for you because that's gonna really determine your character. You know, if if you're a child of Shango, naturally Ifi or whatever Oracle system that said, Okay, this is a child of, of Shango, you know, already knew that, okay, this child is gonna have a little um He's gonna his chest's gonna be a little big. He's gonna have a little ego. He's gonna be a little boastful. He's gonna be a little a little temperamental. He's gonna be a little you know business minded, aggressive. You know all those things Shango represents. So yes, one walks with the personality of the Orisha because the Orisha are the ones that's right there, um, that's right there that that's influencing them. That's, okay. what, that's what your Orisha does. Your Orisha influences you, you know. But then it's up to you because if you're a child of Shango, once you know you're a child of Shango, especially if you're if you're an elder or or someone who um who's older, you know, once you find out you're a child of Shango, now it's your responsibility to learn all you can about Shango. Because you're going to have to learn the positive traits as well as the negative traits of Shango. You're going to have to learn um, what Shango 
the stories of Shango, which we call Apataki, the stories of Shango, his his uh, his victories and his failures. You know, because one of the things Shango, you know, they, they they can fall. They they their failure can be their mouth. Mm. Humility. Because they don't want to walk the same road that Shango did when he was on earth. You know, they want to walk some of the ways with, with, with you know, what made him victorious. But, you know, you hear such stories that, you know, Shango may have, you know, said something real fiery and burnt down a whole kingdom. You know, so Shango people really have to learn the art of humility. See, some people, they think because they shall go, then they got to act, you know, they got to act big-headed or they got to boast and brag. Well, it's the opposite. No, you got to learn humility if you're a child of shall go. You got to know how to calm that fire. That's why Shango's colors is red and white. That white represents you know, the calmness and the peace. That's what balances that red, that fire. You know, and so your your Orisha is, is, is or that force of nature is what influences you. You know, you can even connect it with the planet. And plants, herbs. Plants and herbs. Yes. Because we know when when you're born, the planet is in a certain uh, alignment. And so when a child is born, the energy from that planet is radiating on the earth at that time. And it's affecting that child's entrance into the world. So it may have been Uranus. The energy of Uranus may have been vibrating heavily when that child was born. And so the energy radiating you know, that child's entrance caught some of that energy. And so when right. it went for divination, it's like, oh, this is the child of Sean Go. Yeah, like even when Mercury is in retrograde, that's the planet of their shoe. Right. So, you know, and oh, so. Mercury retrograde, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about it. I hope it's not in retrograde right now. Well, you know, Mercury and retrograde, you know, when you got Mercury and retrograde is when you're really supposed to do a lot of rituals to shoe. You know, that's when really? you're really supposed to get in tune with a shoe when, when that planet is in Mercury. I mean, it's not like, okay, well, Mercury's in retrograde. I am not going to deal with a shoe. No, you better go and deal with a shoe when that planet is in Mercury, when Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> you know, that's the best time to really um, focus and meditate on a shoe at that time, you know. But one's Orisha influences influences them to do certain things in life, you know, and and it's up to them to kind of balance it out so they won't go too far to the right or too far to the left. But it's up to them to balance that energy, you know. That's why you have the positive and the uh, 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 negative traits of an Orisha. That's why you have the positive and negative traits of any human being. You know, That's true. because if you're a human being and you're a person of good character and good behavior, one of your great grandchildren is going to remember how you was 
And when you cross over, they're going to worship you. They're going to worship your energy, your character. And see, that's how the Orisha, when we say a lot of these kings and these chiefs were elevated as Orisha, who were earthbound at one time, it's because of the important things that they did on earth. And so it's Mm -hmm. actually that character that's being elevated. It's their character that's being elevated. It's not so much as them physically in the, in the, in the skin and bone. No, it's what they represented. It's what they stood for. That energy. That, that energy is elevated. And that's how you have someone like Shango, who was an actual person, who was an actual king, had got elevated to an Orisha because the people that he left back behind said, oh, we're going to continue the tradition. We're going to continue with Shango's shoulder. We're going to continue to do that. One of the things that Shango taught his people was the art of making charms. And so when Shango, when Shango descended, they continued that tradition of making that certain charm that Shango showed them. And because of that, they used the charms to conquer the enemy. They used the charms to call thunder and lightning and fire to conquer the enemy. That's what Shango showed them. So when he descended, they continued that tradition of making those charms. And so those charms became so famous and powerful that that, that, that part of it, was put, that part elevated Shango as well as becoming an Orisha. Mm, So whatever that person stood for, their character is what elevated. And remember, I've got I've got a few questions that came in off the text line um, for you guys. Um, What we have here, um, I guess I guess the um, the talk about each person have a personal Arisha kind of sparked these because we got three of the same question. Um, People want to know. Um, one, um, well, I guess they know that you can divine their personal Orisha for them. And people are asking, um, do you prefer doing the Orisha head readings via phone, or is it better to do them in person? Um, you actually have the option of both. Um, you can um, consult via phone um, and person and also Skype. Okay, and and they and they would they would book that through um, ifaglobalsite.com, dot com, correct? Yes, or you can call the number four zero seven three zero one zero one eight eight, or again visit the website www.ifaglobalsite.com dot com, or you can alternatively email us at info at ifaglobalsite. Com. And just to um, recap on what you were saying about, um, you know, you were just talking about the Alekes and so forth. Um, you know, I was extremely lucky to have um, received my Alekes um, from um, my the Ile that I derived from, Ile Tiwalade. And I want to send a shout out to my beloved godmother, Jade Oshuntanabu Wright, and everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, and um, I'm just saying that um, in in some Elays, um, 
some actually only, you know, um, practice or issue you with just, you know, your your particular Risha. If it's if it's um, well, it should be by then, um, you know, divine or by then, but you're actually just distributed with that particular Orisha, that Aleke, you know, and then it's then your responsibility again to research as well as be guided, you know, through your godparents or the Ile that you're from to learn more about that particular Orisha. But you know, in my case, um I actually did you know, in most cases people receive um, you know, perhaps five or, or six um Orishas. Uh, representing, um, well, the Aleke representing those or uh, six Orishas, you know. Um, it depends, yeah. That's what, basically what I was trying to say, is that it depends on the lineage, um, so forth. But that was basically right, it about the Aleke. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> and guys, um, if you, because I know um, the lines are buzzing now, and a lot of people want to know who their head Orisha is. So if you go onto the show notes, we do have there. We'll, we'll have all of their information up to include the phone number and the email that was just given. But the website is on the show notes. Go ahead and book your reading because, as um, Baba and I have already explained, it's important to know who your main Orisha is as an example of what you should and should not be doing, and it'll help to give you some insight. Into your own character, and speaking can I, can of I just, which, can I just can I sorry can I just add on as well to what you were saying? It's it's important to know who your Isha is. Um, it's also so really important to know what your destiny is as well. And also, it's important for you to learn and know how to connect back or connect to your ancestors. And okay, oh, most definitely. Most yeah, that, that, um, like the be said, she said, ancestors. Ancestors is very important because without the ancestors, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. You know, uh, the Yoruba said that um, on um, who sits, they ask a question. Who sits on the right side of God and who sits on the left side of God? And the answer to that is the ancestors sit on the right shoulder of God and the Orisha sits on the left shoulder. Without ancestors, you can worship Orisha, you can worship Ifa all day. But if you're not worshiping your ancestors, worshiping Orisha and worshiping Ifa don't mean anything because you have to have a platform to walk on. You have to have a foundation to walk on, and that foundation is your ancestors. And um, I just want to add to that as well that, you know, I think as well um, with conjure and um, if, uh, with um, what we're talking about with ancestral mm-hmm. veneration, that's where everything really links hardcore, right? Right. Yeah. It links hardcore, and, um, yeah, you know, please. I just want to add that I was so amazed. Like, I've had a consultation with you, um, uh, Shalonke or Kevin. Shalonke, <laughs> yes, Shalonke. <laughs> and, and, and God, yes. I didn't you know, know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would, yeah. I would 
I, I told you guys I would feel so awkward having y'all call me Papa Lou. So, yeah. Okay. So I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, yeah we like, kind of see dumb bullshit. I was like, <laughs> Shaywan um, doesn't know my Yoruba name is Shalonke, and that was actually given to me um, by Baba and Ia here. Sure. And um, you know, it, it's actually it, it's very fitting. It's Bye. very fitting. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, um, I, I am I am Shalonke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, we just want to say that I mean, to all your viewers, that you're the real thing. I mean, I was like, wow, I could not believe the type of. I mean, just having a consultation with you was just amazing. You know, absolutely oh, yeah. amazing. So. You know, after I was like, "Wow, this brother here is the real thing." <laughs> like the ancestors were speaking to you, you know, and and so you know, we wish you so much well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing such a wonderful Thank job, both of you. Both of you. Mm-hmm. Thank and you, you know, so much. Um, the 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 ancestors um, definitely. Um, are the the key to all of what we do as uh, Babalawo, Conjure, you know, um, and whatever else type of works, uh, Palo, if, you know, people are into that side, you know, you know, the ancestors are the foundation of everything that we do. So without them, we wouldn't even know how to do what we're doing. Yeah, so the first step that is, you know, people how we usually deal with people who are interested in making that connection with their ancestors is that you would, you know, begin, you know, you can just simply begin by just setting up, you know, a basic altar, you know, a table, white cloth, and, you know, um, water, and, you know, pictures of your deceased family members, and, um, you know, other things, um, light, candle, and, if you wanted to proceed further, you would then get a roots reading, what we call a roots reading, a roots divination. I would let the Babalawa go more into that. And with a roots divination or a roots reading, um, we call it Ipile uh, Ifa. Ipile Ifa, which translates to uh, roots or foundation. Um, and so this type of divination you know, this type of divination actually comes from uh, the Dahomean people. Because if you know the Dahomean or Benin people, they're heavy into ancestor worship. And so the roots reading, or the Ipile Ifa, uh, comes from that area of, like, Dahomey and Togo. You know, they were very heavy into the roots of everything. And so... Um, a root reading connects one back with their ancestral lineage because we were cut off because of the transatlantic slave trade or, you know, any anybody of any uh, ethnicity can get a root reading. But a uh, root reading was basically um, to reconnect African people who had lost their ancestry because of the Middle Passage, because of the Ma'afa, um, or however you want to call it, to link them back to their ancestral roots. So in a roots reading, the roots reading will tell you, number one, the roots reading will tell you 
where your ancestors came from. They may have come from West Africa. They may have come from North Africa, South Africa, you know, West, South, Central, you know, Africa. And it will tell you the characteristics of that family lineage. You know, your family may have been uh, Maritimers. They may have been very famous fishing and being on the water, you know, and uh, they may have made their wealth from that, you know, or this family may have been great priests or artists or et cetera. So the roots reading will pinpoint that. Um, number two, the roots reading, uh, during the roots reading, as I said earlier, um, the Yoruba, traditional Yoruba's practice, you know, they have a family Orisha. They have a Orisha that that uh, uh, influences the family lineage, and so that would be part of the roots reading. You will find out what Orisha governs your family. Number three, okay. you will receive a name that's connected to the character of your people. So if your people were Maritimers and they were famous uh, water people, then the last name given to that family, uh, whether it's your mother or your father's side, would have something to do with water. Um, four, the roots reading will key in on taboos. Um, the Yoruba name for taboo is Airwall. So we'll key in on the different taboos that the family have to watch. You know, uh, may it be food, certain foods they can't eat, uh, a certain behavior, you know, or whatever. But the roots reading will pinpoint that as well. And also, number uh, five, it will show how your ancestors, or if your ancestors, how they were sold into slavery and for what reason. Yeah, because nowadays um, a lot of people really don't realize, like, um, you know, situations that happen on a day-to-day basis could be, or majority of the time, 90% of the time is because of ancestral, um, spiritual ancestral situations that were not resolved. You know, we're walking, yes, spiritual illness, we're walking, we are our ancestors, so we're carrying what our ancestors had to deal with, you know, and they went through a lot, you know. And so a lot of healing needs to be done. Thus, once you have a roots reading, you know, um, there is, uh, we're able to pinpoint what spiritual work needs to be done in order to elevate your ancestors, thus elevating you and your future, which is very important, extremely important. And, you know, it's, it's just being made evident today what's going on on a humanitarian level, a global level, and just as Africans in general worldwide, you know, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of things that are going on if you're keeping up with current events. And so we have to get to a point where it's like, look, come on now, we've got to wake up here. 
You know, we've got to do something. We've got to create a formula and stick to this formula in order to elevate our lives and better ourselves. You've got to upgrade, you know, because children are being born constantly every day. And so we owe it to them to, you know, take on the responsibility of, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be an overnight process, but our consciousness and our awareness of things have to, you know, we've got to, you know, take it to a whole nother level. And so by doing spiritual investigation, that is actually the beginning of it, the beginning of the healing process, the beginning of the breakage, the, you know, everything that is going to basically upgrade and place us in a better position. Yes, you know, we, we're life. definitely needing needing an upgrade. Um, I do want to take this time to let everyone know um, we are at the 25-minute mark. Time has flown, and there's so much that we could potentially cover. I mean, this this like I said, it's the beginning of a series, and I'm sure the EFA, the EFA series we can't cover in just one show. So hopefully, you know, I can talk you guys into coming back, and we can get into um, other aspects of EFA. But right now, I do want to let our listeners know that the phone lines are open. So, you know, if you have a question for, you know, our guests, then feel free to hit the number one. I do see we had some questions initially, but I think they got so engrossed they put their hands down. So now's the time if you've got a question, go ahead and hit the number one. When you hit the number one, your hand will go up, just like you're sitting in a classroom, and it'll let us know you've got a question. So while we're waiting for them to gather their courage, I want us to segue into something that's going on right now. And it's not just an EFI and Conjure, but it seems to be going on in all of the ATRs. And it is the commercialization and exploitation of the traditions. And I touched, you know, I talked about it earlier when I said the horror down in Florida. And I know Baba kind of chuckled a little bit because he knows who I'm referring to. And Doc, Dr. Corbeau, who's been quiet and taking the show in, Doc, you know who I'm referring to also. Toucan Sam, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll say that because I've never heard anyone speak solely through the nasal passages outside of Shakespearean theater. Right. Oh, <laughs> and what? and what you know, <laughs> you know, Baba, Baba, and Ia. I know you guys are awesome, and y'all are not going to say specifically who it is, but I will, and we do. That's that's who we are on this show, and, and we're speaking about Mr. Neymar down in Florida. And yeah, I know some people are cringing, but um, they need to understand that's that's how we do it on this show. And when I speak about commercialization, Mr. Neymar has embraced EFI for many years. And what may have started as a legitimate practice, I have no idea. He may have. But right now it is turned into the spiritual, what I feel is the spiritual equivalent of a diploma meal. And I know um, if one were to go to Baba and Ia here, and were to just ask, hey, should I get crowned? You know, and for those who don't know, getting crowned, you know, becoming a priest or a priestess, 
of the tradition. I know for a fact a divination would be done. I know this. But I have, you know, and if the Orisha were to say no, this person would be crowned, I know it wouldn't, I know it wouldn't happen. I know it would happen. Just from what I know of these two wonderful people on the line, I know that if the Orisha through divination said no, this individual should not be crowned, it wouldn't happen. No matter how much money you flashed, it wouldn't happen. Because who wants to go against what the Orisha say? And I've seen, you know, um, Baba and Ia, they walk and talk this. And they live it. They breathe it. It's their culture. But what I'm seeing down in Florida is a money-making operation. And, and yes, you know, I gave the disclaimer, these are solely my views and opinions, and not the necessarily the views and opinions of our radio sponsors. But I have not once, and maybe if there's a listener out there who has a story to the contrary, then feel free to hit the number one and let me know. But I have not once seen or heard of someone saying, well, I went down there and I got turned away. They refused to take my $10,000 or whatever the going rate someone is. hit number one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Someone just hit it. And we're going to take your call. But I've not seen that go on down there. It seems to be, you know, you show up, you pay your money, you come away with very, very little training. So we're going to take this call, um, and then we're going to touch on that. And we're going to keep on touching on that one. That's like a sore spot for me, I don't know if y'all haven't figured that one out by now. <laughs> but area code 975, you're on the air. Welcome to the show. Who are we speaking with? Nine seven five. Okay, I guess they changed their mind. <laughs> Folks, if you if you hit the number one, um, just be prepared to ask your question. All right, and we'll go ahead and get that answer for you. And also, um, we know we've got some folks who may want a consultation in Conjure, and maybe Ian Baba will. We'll um, add some thoughts to that. But well, I, I do, I do want to say this though, um, you know, on the commercialization of um, any African-based um, tradition, um, you gotta understand that, you know, as, as far as African um, culture and tradition, you know, our tradition. Um, and our priesthood, especially at one time, it was uh, it was mysteries. You know, it was secrets. People maintained. You know, the societies were so, and the institutions were so strong that couldn't anybody just come up in the institution and learn the secrets like that. You had right. to go through a form of initiation in order to, and then you had to study to even learn and understand the secrets that were given to you, you know. But, and we got to understand, too, African-based um, cultures and spiritualities, it wasn't written in a book because we didn't have a written history. And our histories were passed out, were passed out orally. And see, this is why you have 
you have what we call a bembag when you are honoring the orisha and you're chanting and you're singing to the orisha, those songs, those lyrics tell you the history the, uh, and the attributes of that particular orisha. And so that's how one learns about the orisha. That's how one learns the language, which through um, music. Music is a big part of our tradition. The the language, you know, complements the, the music. And so we didn't have a written nothing. It was already, it was passed down through uh, the griots, who are the storytellers, and they may have sat around a fire and told stories and played drums, and that's how the traditions were passed down. Now, the coming of the European into Africa brought the 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 what we know as books. Now, now you're getting everything in the book. You can learn Ifa today. You can go on Amazon and get some good Ifa books. I mean, some really good Ifa books. And you don't even have to be a priest to do it. But in those books are information that don't even supposed to be leaked out to the public. Right. Understand that. That a lot of those information, like, and I'm speaking on Ifa because I'm part of the culture, but a lot of, oh, you can buy books on Odoo's and you know, it's people that are not even priests or sanctioned to even be learning what's in those books. But because of European or even African Americans going over to and getting the information and writing it and then coming back and making books out of them and making money and putting it on the market, now people who are not priests have access to information. Secret. Okay. Well, that's part of the commercialization of our culture because of the coming about of books. Right. Right. You have people opposing. You have people that are posing as priests, and you don't know if they are priests or not because they didn't study their books back and forth. They know how to they know how to recite Odin. And they may not even be a priest sanctioned to do that. But because of right. the book, they can pose themselves. And and that's and that's and that's what we're getting. We're getting a lot we're getting a lot of posing via books. I mean we're we're seeing it in Conjure. And I know there was a big problem in Palo. And I think what what starts this whole thing, um is we've got a lot of tradition jumpers. People um, people will go to whatever is hot and sexy in the streets. You know, it, it started with well, you know, it possibly started with with conjure. You know, the skeleton key came out, then everybody wanted to be Papa Justify, or they saw they saw the old the the old root worker. And ease by you, and they want to learn how to do it. I like that then movie. Went, that was a good movie. <laughs> That's a good that was movie. a good movie. 
that was a good movie. But they you know, it, you know I'm telling you. And then then it went to Ifa and Santeria. That you know, it also began to appear in movies, and people wanted to do that. And I think it, Santeria may have been first with that movie, The Believers with Martin Sheen, and then everybody wanted to learn how to do all that stuff. See, Hollywood will over-dramatize the magical aspect, and they totally ignore the cultural aspect of it. They totally ignore it because they figure nobody will pay to see that. They want to see the magic. They want to see the the, the sacrifice and, the, and, and show the blood without showing the actual spiritual aspect of the sacrifice. So people went from Santeria to Conjure to Ifa, and it seems to be right now they're doing it with Apollo. Now everybody wants to get scratched. Everybody wants to get into Apollo. And, you know, it, it's almost sad because people are getting into these traditions, but they're learning nothing of the culture. I know of Haitian voodoo houses right now that are operating with no one of melanin, not one Haitian in them. And you know, if that's if that's what the leaders of these houses want the um the body of their house to be, then fine, but they don't give back to the culture that they're getting this tradition from. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't give back and that's sadly what um you know, I have yet to hear of anyone down in, you know, that place we mentioned actually giving back to Yoruba land or actually setting up anything for the people. And with that, you know, I know that it's big. It's big. And I know you guys are giving back because you have an initiative going right now to um, spread Ifa to underprivileged children. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. We actually have, um, you know, a a, a charity or a fund, um, you know, that we're doing, um, and we welcome everybody to again log on to the site www.efaglobalsite.com and and you know help donate, you know um, to the cause to um, you know it's not coming in our pockets, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, we really want to help. You know, children um, to make it to Orisha or Ita. You know, um, and um, and so we're really pushing for this by doing um, various projects and, and things and so forth. Because you know, we gotta save our future. We really do. Um, I'm sorry, you want to say something? Oh, okay. Yeah, we need to save our future, and and so we encourage everybody to support. Um, Deeply on that, and if you want to help as well, you know you can definitely send us an email as well. And um, I, I want to say something um, to to the listeners. Um, just came to my mind. Um, there's a saying. Um, it goes, "A people without a culture is like a tree without roots." People without a culture is like a, a tree without roots. Um, your culture is your foundation. And so, you know, like uh, Shalanke was saying, you know, you got people um, that is 
eating, basically they're eating off the culture, but they're not giving back. So if you're eating off the culture, but you're not giving back, you're not practicing culture. You're just leeching off of what the culture can do for you. But if you're not giving back to the culture, then you're not doing culture because that's what culture is all about, supporting each other. It's about supporting your communities. When you have a community supporting each other, you have a culture. Yeah, we've got to do that because, I mean, Walmart is really getting too much of our money. This is true. You know, so... Doc Doc has some horror stories about Walmart. Yeah. And so you you have to... um, if, If you call yourself a cultural person... Well, then you must be giving back to a culture because that's what it's about. You know, you it's just like a baby, um, you know, it, it starts out and feeds from the mother's breast, and then when, it, when the child gets older, it, it, the child takes care of the parent because it, the parent took care of them. So it's a culture when... Your parents get older, that you take care of them. You take care of the elders. You don't. You don't leave them hanging. They take care of you, so you take care of them. That's culture. That's that's operating in a cultural mind. That's having a cultural mindset. It's when the culture, the culture is the culture is molding and shaping you. And the culture then molds and shapes you into this beautiful character. You become this beautiful character. Now it's your turn to give back. When you're giving back for what you ate uh, or, or ate from, you practice in culture then. Okay. Right. It's a it, it, it's a it's a circle. If you know, and, and we're seeing it even out in nature. If you take and take and take and take, eventually what you're taking from will die out. We're we're seeing it with plants. We're seeing it with animals. We're seeing it happen in the sea. We're taking and taking and taking. We're not giving back. And we do have a question from um, from the text line. And I do want to say I was just informed. And Bob and Nia, y'all know that we have this new radio thing going on. And we had to give disclaimer, so now I must give the disclaimer that my views and opinions are solely mine about the alleged acts going on down in Florida. We've got all this legal But he stuff. still talks through his nose. <laughs> but he still does talk through his nose. <laughs> you know, he allegedly talks through his nose down there in Florida. Watch so, you know, we're not alleged. We're, we're not we're not um solely on blog talk anymore, so I have to give that out. So thanks for um thanks for that legal advice. And we have a question going on um on the text line and they want to know, Baba and Ia, what are the attributes personality attributes of an Omo Aganju? Sure. Ah, well, the attributes of Aganju, um, again, um, I would tell that person to, um, one, Aganju, Aganju, 
Um, Aganju, everybody know Aganju is a volcano, okay? Um, but beyond that, Aganju is the ferryman. He's the ferryman that carries people from one side of the water to the next side, you know? So Aganju people are um, people who will um, help people to reach their destination. Aganju is the ferryman. He takes you from one level to the next level. Now, Aganju can be a hot. You know, some say that uh, Aganju was the father of Shango. Mm. And uh, Aganju was the actual king, an actual living king. He was the, I believe he was the, um, I believe he was the fourth monarch. Of all y'all, I have to relook at that. But he was the actual king in Africa, in uh, Nigeria. He was the Alafine of uh, he was the Alafine. And um, Aganju has the ability to bring about drastic change. You know, he's a very hot deity, but he's also he can also be a cool deity as well. Okay, awesome. So hopefully we got that. Um, got that and question. You no, know, and Aganju was like a cultivator of civilization. He's a cultivator of civilizations. You kind know, of like when like a volcano erupts, it, it creates new land. Exactly. Exactly. You know. So out of his hot temperament and fury at times, it creates it it it, it, it creates something. Ah, you know, so it like builds. Exactly. Forever building. Okay. I like exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Awesome, awesome. Well, we have roughly five minutes left in the show. We had a couple of hands going going up um asking questions and when we went to screen them um we couldn't get responses. So I think the I think the answering mechanism for Block Talk is acting up right now because we did have several people asking questions but we weren't able to connect. Um you know, we would definitely need to continue this. Um I would yep. like for us to go more in depth with the Arisha. You know, we're getting a lot of questions via the text line, and people are wanting to know more about Ifa. So, you know, probably we, you know, I think we'd be well served to continue with Ifa before we go into, like, say, the the Congo influence through Paulo, or the um, Benin influence through Vodun. So, you know, I would definitely like to get with you guys' busy schedule because I know you're busy. Because sometimes it takes me a day to get get back, to hear back from you. So I know this is a busy time of year with people getting the yearly readings. Folks, definitely go on to the site, give them a call, book your reading so you know what you can expect this upcoming year, or find out who your 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 personal Arisha is, or get your hand of Ifa. You know, if you're able to come down here, get your hand of Ifa. And get your Yoruba, Yoruba name like mine. You know, they offer so I'll be many y'all <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's I will say she has been constantly like like a the little co host on my shoulder. 
And she's like, uh, have you heard from them? Have you talked to them? Like, how do I get a reading? And I'm like, go to the site. Go to the site. <laughs> so we will we will definitely have you guys back on. It was it was a pleasure. Um, I'm lucky. I did see a post from someone else saying how how good you guys were, and my response to that post was, I'm lucky that they're local. So I can go down. I, you know, I'm lucky that they're local. I can go knock on the door like, you know, please, I need a reading. But, you know, as always, as always, it's a pleasure. And, you know, definitely you're welcome at any time to come back on the front porch and sit here with us, you know, just maybe maybe you wouldn't want to drop by on Cussing Monday. Drop by, we can talk about Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having us on the show. You know, we really really enjoyed it and so forth. Thank you so much to And may your your ancestors continue to uh, give you um, more wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Um, And, uh, you know, I do say this about you, Shalom Kay, that... um, you know, you're, you're very um, awesome at what you do. Um, I witnessed it firsthand. I witnessed it more than once. And um, so I know your ancestors are powerful, and I know that you're on your, you're on your, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. That's true. And so may hey. um, your ancestors uh, continue to bless you so that you can uh, continue to do what you're doing. And May you have longevity. Uh, And I also send that message out to um, your uh, colleagues as well. Thank you all so much for coming. Um, We'll definitely have to get together and and book your next appearance because our, our phone lines are still, you know, chock full right now. And hopefully they'll be going on and booking their readings, and we will continue to, you know, answer questions of people who want to know how to get them so they know how to get in contact with you, and I'll put the phone number up. And with that, we have one minute left. I'm going to go ahead and close the show out. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this, our inaugural broadcast or simulcast from both Blog Talk Radio and AMFM. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And continue to tune in. Follow us on Blog Talk so you know when our next show will be because you never know when we'll pop up and just decide to um, do a show. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, and next time, I promise, you'll hear from Doc in a more and more. I think we were all um I was Jesse worried Rose. about the FCC. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're worrying about cussing. But um, <laughs> with that said, <laughs> y'all... Everybody, everybody be blessed, and we will see you all next time. Everybody have a good evening.